Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, it is time to ease into the weekend with our virtual Friday morning coffee break and uh, joining us on the line, because that's the way it has to be at the moment, uh, our friends Shirley Flynn from Bow Clinic, Maggie Jarden and Simon Maguire, who, among other things, of course, is a filmmaker and he lectures at LIT and lots of um, other things as well. I I want to start with uh, huge news this weekend. Um, Maggie, Kim Kardashian... (laughs) was officially named as a billionaire this week. Well, well, do you know what, Joe? There are many things in this world that I could care less about, and the Kardashians aren't any of them. <laughs> but, but, I mean, <laughs> isn't it a tremendous achievement, to be fair? Uh, no, in fairness, no, I think, yeah, if, if you can do it, then by all means, you know, that's great, that's great for them. I just hope that behind the scenes and behind all the, the drama and everything else that goes on, that, they are doing some good with the money that they're making and spreading the, the wealth a wee bit. Um, we don't hear too many things about them doing charitable work. Um, well, maybe they're and, doing a huge amount behind the scenes. Yeah, though. I would hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I really do hope so. And if, if they are, then that's great. But other than that, I'm afraid they, they don't really impact in my wee world here in Limerick. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> Simon Maguire, you know, as someone interested in the media, you probably look on admiringly at Kim's success. I wouldn't know about that, Joe. Um, I don't really watch the Kardashians and I don't have any interest whatsoever with that family. Um, but you cannot help but not uh, avoid them, really, because they are everywhere online. I mean, they, they seem to be quite influential. And again, it's all about it's all about influencers at the moment. The in thing with the media and marketing at the moment. And we have some of our own Irish influencers as well. I mean, the likes of Suzanne Jackson uh, would be somebody who maybe isn't a billionaire at the moment. But again, what she, the type of things she's doing is TV, makeup, uh, as well as styling and stuff like that. And you could arguably say, outside of Meet with the Kardashians, that Kim Kardashian is doing similar things, but on a larger market scale for the US. But seriously, she's a billionaire. Don't well, you I don't know, Joe. You mean her being a billionaire? Is that going to stop? Is you know, is that going to change my life today? Probably not. No, no, it probably won't. But at the same time, she's a billionaire. <laughs> but is she happy, Joe? Yes. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shirley, for example, in your business, the beauty business, you know, yes. would Kim have influenced a lot? I think she would with um, probably a lot of the younger ones and, well, a, a lot of people. I mean, the truth of it is, which or whether she is a billionaire and she has been successful at what she's doing. Whatever way, I mean, I have I, never really watched the show either, to be honest. And she probably wouldn't impact me to any major extent either. But the bottom line is fair juice to her. She's been successful. And that's it. Well, well, I mean, I think if she'd set out, you know, on her career, she probably herself might have thought, I'll do reasonably well at this. But she probably never imagined, nor did any of the rest of us, that she would be a billionaire. <laughs> You're very victim billionaire today, Joe. You're loving it. <laughs> Joe, if she didn't she have is. the television behind sorry, uh, Sheila, if she didn't have the television behind her and back in it and given her that promotion, the likelihood is she wouldn't have made it. And it's fortunately it's it's a, a sad um, indictment of today. It's about the young people and about the internet and about social media. And I know that might sound a bit like an old fogey here, 
the best of me it is. Um, but people are just blindly following other people and being influenced by other people like that. And, you know, she's made her money on on her fame and infamy um, and a television show. Um, I would be very sceptical to think that she did it all on her own. I think she, they probably have very good advisors in the background. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I know quite clearly that Shirley Flynn, Simon Maguire and Maggie Charton don't watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians, but it's had a 20-season run. Now, it is set to end, but I'm sure a bit like Friends, it'll be repeated for many years to come. I mean, you have to say that however they've managed it, they've found a brilliant um, formula for themselves. They do, Jeff. Well, and that's about the money. With, you know. Jeepers. <laughs> Honestly, like the three of you are like, I mean, sure. If if the neighbour had a big house, would you be looking? Oh, no, Japers, look at that. Oh, look, look, <laughs> look, look, at, look at him. Look Joe. at him with his big house. Oh, yeah. I think oh, Joe, you're fixated. Joe, you're fixated there on a billionaire. You know, do you ever think maybe going down the road yourself with your own family? You know, keeping up with the Nashes. You know. <laughs> I think Sam, you could be onto something. Maybe we'll take this offline, and you, because I know you're a great filmmaker yourself, you might give me some tips, and, and maybe we could even employ you in, as a producer. Well, there you go, Joe. Now, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay money to watch that. Uh, the the Nasharoonies or something. I don't know. We, we, we come up, we come up with something. Um, and the other thing then is that Caitlyn Jenner. Um, who's connected, right? I am right about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thank you. I ah, see you. See, see how much you knew. I ah, caught you there. Caught you all there. Oh, you all went. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right, Joe. Oh yeah. The people who never watch it know nothing about it. Oh, Japers, but you knew Caitlin was on. Well, we do watch the news. Anyway, apparently she's considering a run for governor of California. Now, remember, this is the state that has elected Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor. So. What about that? That's interesting. Mm. But I don't know that Newsom will be uh, knocked out that easily. Who? The the, the presence. Oh, sorry. Oh, gee, but you really have done your research. Oh, fair play to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. The recall campaign against Newsom, yes. who's a Democrat, yes. is spearheaded by... I should have read down beyond the first paragraph myself. <laughs> I actually read it, Joe, today. I had time somehow. <laughs> well done, Shirley. Our political correspondent of the California Democratic Party. Fantastic. You've no, you have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I mean, surely I know when people call from our office, they, they do say like this is kind of meant to generally be a bit of crack. Like we, exactly. We don't necessarily expect you to go into a darkened room and study every line of it, Shirley, but fair play. <laughs> Finally, I had time, Joe. Imagine having time. I know, time, time. <laughs> I've never had time before, so I've had time yeah. and I used as well. I actually read what you said. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. I think what, what's interesting here is that, that she's running for the Republican Party. Um, yeah. I would have but that's what happens when you become a billionaire, especially <laughs> in the States. Oh, I don't know if Caitlin's quite made it yet. Oh, hasn't she? Oh, she's she might not. be a multi. Um, but yeah, it just... Maybe maybe she feels that she can do better from within the party than, than outside. Maybe she just is a steadfast Republican all her life and that's it. Yeah. Well, she probably learned something from Kanye. See all the connections here? Because oh. didn't he run for president and got about six votes? I think members of his own family didn't vote for him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the two of mine.
from what I can gather. But anyway, yeah. maybe we should move off the Kardashians now. Do you think so, guys? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's an interesting one for you um, because there's a Limerick link and it, it's, it, I find this fascinating because there are Limerick links uh, to the States that we hear about non-stop and then there are certain links uh, that uh, maybe we don't want to shout about as much and that is that in the US city of Baltimore, they have taken down a statue of Limerick man, Captain John O'Donnell because... Unfortunately, he had very strong links to the slave trade. He was born in Limerick in 1749. He ran away to sea and found himself in India, amassing a sizable fortune before he was 30. We're not sure if he was a billionaire in those terms. Um, But anyway, he ended up uh, eventually in Baltimore, in the um, States, became a significant figure there. But history has not been kind to him. So they've taken down... um, the statue. Um, and I suppose it, it just shows that, you know, the whole issue, Simon, of history versus current values and what needs to happen and what should happen is a complex one. It is very complex. And you're dead right, Joe. You know, something like this is becoming more and more uh, common on our news screens now. We saw something similar in Bristol in the UK uh, with a statue being taken down. And it was welcomed that it was taken down. And I think that the same can be said here. However, as somebody who studied history as well when I went to college, um, I think as well that we shouldn't ignore the history of the world and what people did, regardless whether it was positive or negative, because we, and again, I'm not saying that we leave the statue where it is, but, you know, when you take something down, we shouldn't ignore what happened, you know, because yeah, history is all absolutely. about learning and learning from the past, and we can never progress as a society um, if we ignore and change uh, our past completely. So we're enjoying ourselves, well, I'm enjoying myself anyway this morning, <laughs> on the coffee break uh, with Maggie Jardin, Simon Maguire and Shirley Flynn. And we're talking about this guy who was originally from Limerick, Captain John O'Donnell, and his statue in Baltimore in Maryland in the US has been taken down. Uh, uh, protests in the area and a letter of protest said, Captain O'Donnell founded Canton as a plantation. This is the area of Baltimore. In 1786, a statue in his honour was erected in O'Donnell Square Park in 1980. Public records have confirmed that Captain O'Donnell was an enslaver. Slavery is morally reprehensible and we as a community categorically reject monuments to enslavers. Um, What do you reckon, Shirley? I I suppose the the, the way things are over in the States at the moment, particularly with the George um, Floyd case going on and a lot of um, Black Lives Matter and everything else, I can see how they go back to something like that and take it in a different way to, I like, I, I do agree with, um, I, I didn't get the other guy's name that uh, was saying, like, our history shouldn't be forgotten about. Simon, I, yeah. I do agree with that. That should be established and it should be there. And it was pro- probably put up for the right reasons at the time. But I think that the, the United States at the moment is highly sensitive with, the, with um, Black Lives Matter and everything else going on. So I can see how it's possible that they would want to take it down on that basis as opposed to any other basis. Right. Um, Maggie? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Simon completely, I think. And I'm, I'm a, a big fan of history as well. Um, and you can't erase history like that. You, we shouldn't erase history like that. Because well, I mean, what about their statues, for example, in your home country, Scotland, of guys like William the Bruce? I mean, should they be pulled down? William the Bruce? Who did uh, No, that? William the... Um, <laughs> uh, William Wallace. But who was the other fella? His Robert, enemy... Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce. Yeah. That's the Robert. fella. Jeepers, don't be so mean. <laughs> Robert the Bruce, that's what you I mean. You know mean. what, Joe? He wasn't even a billionaire. 
<laughs> I'm not interested in talking to you. I'm not even a billionaire. But you know, it's it, rather than taking these statues down, we should acknowledge that these things happen. I mean, George Washington was a slave owner. Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner. Um, are they going to, you know, redo the, the American currency? You know, and, and get rid of all of them, every mention of them? You can't mm. possibly do that. Mm. But what we do is we use it to educate. Um, and again, I took my daughter to Auschwitz there a couple of years ago, um, which was an extraordinary experience. And it would be very easy to, you know, obliterate the camp and just say, well, it was too painful. We can't, we can't go through this again. But we have to embrace the past, however cruel and horrific it was, and learn from it and educate. And I think the takedown statues doesn't do that. I think they should be uh, maybe explaining the statues, explaining the background um, and what happened. Um, slavery was horrific. It was an awful thing, but it was only a part of what that man actually did and many other people. Um, so we acknowledge it, educate, but let's not erase the past. We can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you an interesting thing. In the dim and distant past, you used to be able to go to places called airports and fly to different countries. Yeah. Um, and I know, and one time, myself and the other half did that, and we were on a bus tour going to Baltimore. Um, and it was a very nice guy called Howie, who was the tour guide, really interesting guy. He was a New Yorker, and he'd been an architect, and he'd been in the horse business, and eventually he ended up as, as a tour guide. Fascinating fella. But anyway... He comes down with the only Irish people on it and he says to us at one stage, he hands a piece of paper and he said, how do you say that? And we're looking at this and it was it was in, in Irish. And of course, like, frankly, my Irish isn't great. So eventually we kind of went, um, okay, well, we, that's how you say it. So he went back up to the top of the bus and starts telling people as we go into Baltimore that apparently, according to our Irish friends, I'm pronouncing this correctly, <laughs> this came from the Irish, Valia Untivur. That's what Baltimore actually means. Oh. So it's the it's 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 quite an Irish connected city, yeah. even though it's not necessarily one we jump off of. But that's where it comes from. That's what Baltimore means. It's that's the anglicisation of Balia Untivur. So there you go now. Huh? Okay, you've educated that joke. Yeah, I didn't know mean, that. You wouldn't well get done. you wouldn't get that now from uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, no. would you? <laughs> No, Joe, but you could, you could get that from your new programme called Welcome to Nashville. You know, there's, so much, there's so much you have to offer in this new programme of yours. Uh, yeah, it's a, that marriages or mortgages thing. Uh, is that it? Marriage or mortgage is in Nashville in Tennessee. That's worth watching, by the way. It was recommended on our TV slot there a couple of weeks ago. It's on Netflix. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe, just, if you're looking for recommendations on Netflix, I am deeply invested in Stiesel, which is the most, Stiesel is the most extraordinary Israeli drama series about Orthodox Jews. Um, and it's, uh, I don't even think they're Orthodox actors, but it's about following a family called Stiesel and their ups and downs and about them getting matched in marriage and their fortunes and business and the community. And it's just an incredible insight into the whole way of life. And I'm sure it's very accurate. <clears throat> um, but it's also quite funny. And if I, if I may uh, be politically incorrect, the Jewish humour in it is incredible. It's really, really funny. Um, so I think anyone... Subtitles is the problem, but if you can suffer, suffer that, then uh, it's well worth a look. 
Well, that's a good recommendation. We'll certainly keep an eye on that one. Thank you for yeah. that, Maggie. Um, and then the, the other story of the week then was teachers uh, balloting at the various conferences for industrial action if they're not prioritised for the vaccine for COVID-19, as indeed they had initially been promised they would. Uh, what do you reckon, Simon? Well, this is a tricky one, Joe. Um, again, you know, do I agree, disagree? I'm not sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've been learning, and again, we've been told in the in the national media, we've been learning more and more about this virus every day, and not just about the virus, but how it's transmitted and so forth. And, you know, when they open us up on the lockdown, then they close us down and they learn. <coughs> um, I suppose my unique perspective on this is, you know, I'm working in higher education. My wife is a primary school teacher, and I have a sister-in-law who's working in secondary school. So all three of us would have, a, 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 I suppose, an opinion that, you know, we'll get the vaccine when we get the vaccine. You know, we're, we're not looking for it now. Um, it would be great if everybody gets the vaccine. But my analogy on this would be, if you think about a Ryanair flight, just going back to that time uh, you were talking about airports there, Joe. If you're getting a Ryanair flight and you're all queuing up in that queue and we're all jostling to get to the front, you know, to, to try and get on the plane. If you think the plane is, everybody vaccinated, you know, by the time it leaves. I mean, nobody's going to, you know, that plane isn't going to arrive or not leave until everybody's on board. So we can't really say that we're all safe until everybody's vaccinated, regardless when we get vaccinated, whether it's now, next week, next month, during the year, over the summer, or at the end of the year. So, you know, I know that the phrase, we're all in this together, I mean, we really kind of got to just be patient, I think. Mm. That was one of the most diplomatic answers I've ever heard. <laughs> very, very commendable. It was brilliant, wasn't it? That was very good. Um, <laughs> um, Shirley? Um, truthfully, it's, it, it's a difficult one because they're dealing with teenagers and, you know, there's there's for and against. I think at the end of the day, though, the, the way that the government have now chosen to do it will probably balance up a bit better because if they're more vulnerable and everything else, and they have, I mean, they're they're doing the best they can do with the injection. They could probably get in more and do more, but it is it's it's you could you could talk about say chiropodists. They're dealing with old people. Should they get the vaccine first? It, it's a very difficult um, one to decide who should get it first. But I think the age situation in my head makes <coughs> a bit more sense. But I do feel that there's some people out there absolutely terrified of getting the coronavirus and maybe on kind of a, a, a mental or anxiety issue should be considered in some way. But I, the, the vast majority of teachers, I'd love to see them all get it, to be honest with you, but the reality is it doesn't seem to be available in the bulk that we need it. But Maggie, what surprised me a little bit about this is that so many people were praising teachers out the door when yeah. homeschooling had to happen and realising, oh, this is very difficult and teachers yeah. are actually very good at it. But for yeah. whatever reason, this week, they're, you know, not the majority of public opinion, it's probably a bit harsh, but certainly a significant minority of people um, have been advocating uh, against giving the teachers what they're asking for in yeah. this instance. I think my knee-jerk reaction would be vaccinate them all, get it done. Um, and my experience here is my daughter attends the Grail Colostra, which is a fantastic school down in the, in the mile there. And they have done a really good job in very confined circumstances of keeping everyone safe. There has been, I think, one outbreak in the last year in the school. And I think that in itself speaks volumes that there are very little outbreaks occurring. And if they are, they're, they're very quickly contained. So I'm not sure that the teachers are at any more risk than anyone else in this situation. If you look at, at past experience in this, 
Um, so again, I would think, yeah, get them vaccinated, but at the same time, I really don't think they're at any greater risk. They are managing it all very well. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, thank you very much. Really enjoyed the chat this morning. Simon yep. Maguire, I'll be talking to you about the Nash Mashup programme. And, uh, that's, you know. that's good, <laughs> Looking forward to it, Joe. Joe. And, and, and you know what? It might make us both billionaires, Simon. <laughs> well, it'll certainly tick a box for you anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, it's fantastic to talk to the people this morning. Really appreciate your time. Thank you to Simon Maguire, to Shirley Flynn, and to Maggie Jarden. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.